0: Good afternoon with Liz Durant. Alright, ready for the power. Ready for the power? <laughs> ready for the power, brother. Yeah. So you know, you know, I, I, like I always like to raise a question. Um, and, you know, to get us to thinking and praying that, you know, we're able to share out, Um, when I'm finished. But as always, thank you, Pastor, uh, for giving me the opportunity to share them power hours. Um it's a great time to, to share out. So here is my question for today. Here is my question. What has Jesus done for your love or loved one that has made you say that it? I love you forever. what has Jesus done for a loved one or loved one and you just said to yourself, that's it. I love you, brother. That's the question that I'm raising today. Family, join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you once again for our opportunity to share your word. We ask for your blessings. We pray that you continue, Lord, to bless A Baptist Church, continue to bless our pastor and co-pastor. We continue to bless all those who are listening, whether on the phone, on the internet, we continue to bless their families. Lord, bless those who wanted to be here but couldn't make it. Lord, we ask that you continue to bless those who are sick and shut in. And just are so grateful just for the opportunities that you give us in life. We thank you for the blessings that we have. We thank you, Lord, for each and every waking moment. We love you. We appreciate you in all that you do. In Jesus Christ, your son's name. Amen. Amen. So I don't necessarily have one scripture, right? And that's usually not like, and I usually have a scripture that I like to kind of share and trying to speak of, but I wanted to do something a little different, right? So going back to my question, I said, you know, what has Jesus done with your loved one, or a loved one, or loved one? Um, And you said to yourself, you said, you know what? That's it, right? I I love him. I love you forever. I mean no matter what, right? And so, of course, you know, in thinking about what I'm sharing with you guys this afternoon, I've had those moments. And... It's not just once that it happens, right? But I've had it, and it's, it's it's interesting when you have that moment of that day, right? You say, "Oh my God, that it. This is, this, is, this is no turning back. I don't care what happens. I'm, I love him forever." So when I look at that, when I look at that statement of that day, I wanted to say, "Okay, you know what? What, what do we really mean when we say that there I turned the Webster's Dictionary, and Webster had different definitions of it. So one was to say that something is finished or completed, to say that something is all that is needed or wanted, uh, to say that something is correct, um, or it, it could be used in an angry or annoyed way to say that uh, one would not accept anymore or something, right? But in this sense of us talking about that kid, in uh, acknowledgment of something great has happened, not necessarily in my life directly, but in the life of my lover. So if we want to say, that's it, I love you forever, I said to myself, what's the best way for me to kind of share out where anyone who listening to me can get an idea of what I'm talking about? you know what, I, you know, I like to listen to gospel music. And I said, let me lean on uh, brother uh, Jason Nelson, who's actually also a pastor as well as also being a gospel superstar. So he had this song called Forever, which I think was released maybe five, six years ago. So here's some of the words, right? He said, I'll be committed to you. I'll never leave you. Nothing in this world can make me walk away. No matter what life may bring, I'll be by your side. No matter what you face, you won't be lonely because forever is a long time. That's how long I'll love you. That's how long I will love you forever. Now we look at this song, it's two ways, right? It's one of Jesus saying to us that he will never leave us. Or it could be us telling Jesus that we will never leave you because we're going to love you forever. And the key thing there is, it says like it doesn't matter whatever happens in our lives, no matter what, I'm going to love you forever. Right? So I want you guys to think about that because I want to share a personal story with you guys. So for those that know me, you know, I have three children. Um, Malachi, who I remember when Jasmine, my um, wife, was pregnant with Elijah, and I believe it was around, she was about three or four months, and i never forget, we went for a test. you know the usual test? And so, uh, the same day, we were home, and the doctor called. There was the doctor and the nurse that was on the line. And the doctor, pretty much the conversation was, hey, we ran some tests, doesn't look good. We think that you guys should think about terminating the pregnancy. But this was a gut punch, right? And so, I never forget, Jazz got up, walked away, I was in a room, the doctor left, and then the, I got on the phone, and we were going to speak, I got on the phone, and the nurse, I need love, who is it so adamant? She says, listen, I need you to talk to your wife about really terminating his pregnancy. You guys already have one. No, you're no. young. You want to have more. And I was dumbfounded. I was like, wait, what? And I, it was a couple of days later. I went to speak to Pastor. And I don't think Pastor going to remember this. I know, you know, Pastor gets a lot of You know, I have a lot of conversation. And he gives advice to a lot of people. But I don't forget, I went to Pastor's office. And I'm telling Pastor what the doctor and the nurse said, not in great detail. And as I'm telling Pastor the story, I'm feeling a sense of hopelessness. I'm feeling, I have no power. Because I'm like, man, here are these medical professionals telling my wife and I that this pregnancy that you have, you may need to terminate it. And so as I told a Pastor, and this was his response, and it always stuck with me, and, and I'm not going to say, I'm going to say it uh, verbatim right? But when I told Pastor what I said, he said to me he said, I'm going to pray for you and jazz. But then he looked at me and said, I hope you're not expecting me to tell you that I agree with what the nurse said. Boom. It was like <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I remember leaving his office I waited a day later because I never told Jad when the nurse told me how she was kind of like empathizing, but when I when I went to Jasmine, she said, you know what? She said, "Oh, no, we're not important. We're going to keep this pregnancy." And thank God that we did, because we have a beautiful son, a blessing, right? right? And so that was my that it moment. My that it moment was when my pastor looked at me and said, I hope you are not expecting me to tell you that I agree with that nurse. That was my that it moment. When I said, God, no matter what happens, I'm a love you forever. I'm going to love you forever. Amen. So, I started getting the thinking. I said, I remember in going in one of Pastor's classes, we were talking about we were were looking at the signs of Jesus, right, the seven signs, and we were in the Gospel of John. And I started saying to myself, you know, we always focus on not all the time, but we, we focus on the ones who were directly impacted by the sign. But I wonder how the loved ones of the people who were impacted, what their feelings were when that sign was performed. Right? So, for example, let's look at, if we look at just the four signs four from the Gospel of John, right? Uh, and interesting enough, the, the, the Gospel of John is traditionally credited to, to John, where even in, I think it's um, 21 and 7, where he's described as a disciple whom Jesus loved, right? So it's interesting, we're talking about love, love forever, and everything else. So, looking at John eleven one to 45, here we, we are reading the story about Lazarus, how he was risen. But how awesome, right, Or the excitement, the joy, the happiness, that Lazarus and the relatives must have felt when Lazarus was risen from the dead. Okay, what about John 4:46 or of or 54, where we read about Jesus healing the royal official's daughter? Right. So Those of us who are parents, we can just imagine being in a sense of hopelessness, but then feel that sense of joy. Right? When there is someone who has such a great power that is beyond all limitations, right? John 6, 5 and 14, right? We read about how Jesus says the 5,000 plus. What about that little boy who was having a conversation with the disciples? Right? I'm confirming that, man, this young man, why he's having a conversation with the disciples? He's also so grateful. That Jesus Christ not only fed all these multitudes of people, but also fed his family. Right? What about John 9, 1 to 7? When Jesus, who healed that that brother who was blind and converted, I wonder how his siblings, how his relatives, must have felt to say, wow. He could have seen some birth, but now look at this. He could see how we can see. I wonder all these folks, all these different times that were formed, when was their that big moment? Right? When was their that big moment when it said, <clears throat> oh, I love this. I love this. It's a little special when we pray for our loved ones and we see the signs of Jesus Christ. And when we see his signs, it is a reminder that we know he reigns. I know for me personally, it is tough when I see a loved one in a tough situation. And it's beyond my ability to help. You know, those of you that have known me for many years know that uh, parts of my family are from Sierra Leone, or other parts of the But Sierra Leone is one of the poorest countries in the world. And over the years, they've dealt with so many disasters, including Ebola. And it's so tough seeing the, the struggles of family members and a nation where my mother is from. You feel helpless, right? But we know that there's one who reigns, that no matter what, he's in control. And so on a daily basis, I remind myself, and I'm, I'm praying that I can remind at least one person today that he's called to die for a reason. He's more than us. He is called Jehovah Jireh for a reason. Because he will provide. We just have to just be patient and just eat that fast and keep praying. He is called Jehovah Nisi. Because, yes, he is that banner that we are always with. That we can always carry around to know. So, family, I ask you this evening. What has been your last bit moment? What has God done for your loved one or loved one where you said, man, oh man, oh Jesus, I love you? I love you forever to six and spend no matter what is going to happen for the rest of my life. That's it. Amen. Amen. Amen.